0: So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Second Wind, Second Wind, calling all ye Second Winders. I have a wonderful special lady with us today. And she came to me through a mutual friend who has actually been on the podcast herself, Emily Fritchie from Sunshine Botanicals. And Emily said, I've got this wonderful lady for your podcast. She could not have been more correct, Martha Bowers. And this woman went from corporate purchasing for years and years to consulting and then to realizing she would rather put her energy into people rather than the business. And her tagline is facilitating change in every direction. I love that. She has over 27 certifications and has conquered so many of her own life lessons and traumas, which have lended her unparalleled success in this new era, her second wind as a life coach. Welcome, Martha, to Second Win the podcast. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. I got I got through that. It was a little a little tongue tied. Um, first first recording since COVID, so hopefully my mind will and my tongue will work together today. But thanks so much for joining us. And uh, you have so many nuggets. I could talk to you forever. Every time we chat, I learn new things. Um, you open up my mind again. You did something before we even started, um, which was, was prayed for our, our time together today. And it was, I felt it in my stomach. It was, it was so, for lack of a better word, it was really cool. And yeah. I appreciate it and I felt it. I felt it in my heart, felt it in my other, my other brain, my belly. And um, I'm very excited to bring you to the listeners today. So Thank let's you. yeah you're welcome so let's start. Let's start with your thing, the the moment that that pivotal time that pushed you into where you are now in your second wind.
1: So the the thing was covid. It started in March of last year when basically I lost my job. They they took, I, I work as a business consultant. The company that I was working for, that I'd been working for and um, trading time and money is what I would say for like the last six years um, decided to pivot their business a different direction, which is entirely up to them. They, you know, they have every prerogative to do so. And I had to, in a 10 minute notice, take my attitude that I was annoyed with, that they were pivoting me out of their business without um, even a moment's notice mm. and basically get my head back in the game and make that transition. Because the bottom line is, is that I've been working for them for six years. I need that recommendation of that business in order to um, continue to work as a business consultant. But part of what happened to me at that moment is that I really understood... How the impact of COVID was going to have on people in their jobs because many thousands and thousands of people lost their jobs. And people lost people. Mm -hmm. People lost the opportunity to see their first grandbaby be born. They lost the opportunity to celebrate the first birthdays or a birthday or graduation or, or a wedding that didn't happen the way that the the person had always hoped for they had their you know their fairy tale wedding that was planned and they either had to go to the justice of the peace and get married because that because they wanted to have their family now or they had to postpone it mm-hmm. regardless there was just so many losses that i felt like that a class that i had taken in january of 2020 i knew was going to change my life i just didn't know how much and that was the beginning of me pivoting away from businesses and really working more with people to help them overcome the losses that were coming, that were going to be experienced during these last few months. And seriously, we've been in, in fight or flight, in my opinion, since 9-11, you know. Oh, it's,
0: wow. That's interesting. Huh. And we've had this
1: huge amount of fear, loss, again like 9-11 was a big loss 2008 we had a big big huge economy loss and then and then with this you know particular event with covid we've had another catastrophic loss on so many different levels within our family that i feel like it's just it's time to step out of the i don't want to say the closet because i've never really been in the closet but to really stand in the presence of who i'm supposed to be and that's to help people really work through their life trauma, no matter what it is. And um, and, and I really feel like that COVID is, is a pivoted point for me just because of my own change that I had to go through just to transition that job. And I literally, I took 15 minutes. I took the tools that I had learned two months before, got myself together, got back on the phone, pivoted that business over to the new person who was going to be taking care of it and, and walked away feeling really good about it, but I could see how so many other people were being furloughed or Mm. let go, or the companies just closed down and their perception was much different than mine. And so I'm here to help people work through whatever that is. And so there's a whole life story behind that, that I'm sure we're going to get into. Oh, yes,
0: we are. Oh, yes, we are. Because As you as we share this, you have your own, like gosh, like a treasure chest. You call it your tool bag, but you have so many of them that I think really it's a treasure chest. It's this big thing that you have all these tools that can help, which is what we were talking about, both men and women, all humans, help them with their traumas. And that it doesn't even matter if um. It was in childhood or person that you had a a traumatic experience with is no longer with us. You show people how to release that, move on from it and grow from it. And it doesn't have to have any kind of a grip on their lives because even if they don't think they do or it has a grip on their lives, you're able to go back and say, oh, yeah, well, there, there, there it is again. That, you know, the choices you make and the things you do yeah. all have something to do with it.
1: A lot of times people don't realize that repeating behavior that keeps showing up. Like for an example, it could be dating the same type of man over and over. And you think this guy's different than the last guy. And then you find out that guy is exactly the same, even though it didn't look the same at first. Those are all, those are like memories that are kind of stored in the DNA of the body. Mm-hmm. And so what? what I do is I help you reprogram that and release it because a lot of times we go into relationships saying, I don't want that anymore. I don't want that anymore. And then they end up with that one thing that they didn't want because that's what they're, that's what they manifested. They manifested that they didn't, that they, they, they are saying they don't want it, but that's the, what they're focusing on versus focusing on what they really want, which is a man or a woman who is wholesome and good and, you know, with the right intentions and, you know, whatever that might be. And it could be a job. It could be a person. It could be, you know, you know anything it, it, that you're focusing on that you say you don't want is what you actually end up attracting. And so my objective is to help you go back and really reprogram yourself so that you release that emotion that's hidden, can be hidden, buried. You know, I know from my own experience, um, I had a tremendous amount of abuse as a child. And I'd like to say that, you know, um, it's more important to understand that pain is pain. So to my child, my pain was pretty horrific, but as an adult, I can say, "Ooh, that's a big bow, right? But to someone else who, who may have been uh, either locked in the closet by their mom or, or something that um, isn't as traumatic, but is still a traumatic event to a child, pain is still pain you know as adults we can say oh but i wasn't molested or i didn't have that happen and but
0: or at just, least that didn't happen to me right exactly that, whatever but stuff still
1: happened exactly and so it's all relative right mm-hmm. and so we think that just because you know we weren't kidnapped or raped or molested or those things that it, that our childhood was not that bad but the bottom line is that we all have something that impacted our life in a negative way, and and maybe some people it didn't impact them as much, and they're they're able to like maneuver through. But first, for other people, it has derailed their maybe their job, maybe their school. Like um, when I was in school, because I had so much trauma going on at home, I wasn't a good student. I was the like honestly, I think it was the fifth from the bottom of the class. You know, I, I barely what I, I felt like I barely passed, but I, I did pass, but it wasn't. But because I was at the I was out of 245, I was like 240 in the grade point average. You know what I mean? So was oh my, my
0: gosh, we would have been best friends.
1: <laughs> I was there. Because of that, I always felt like I was not as smart. My teachers would say, Don't you have older brothers? Like, what's, why are you not as smart as your older brothers? And my guidance counselors, like, You can't do that. You're not smart enough to do that. And my parents, are like, You can't go to college because you can't, you're not smart enough to go to college. And you can't do this and you can't do that. And, and I thank God I had the fortitude to say, watch me because, you know, the one, the one thing I wanted to do when I was in high school was to be a buyer. And I was the director of purchasing for a billion dollar company and I never went to college. And that's awesome. That, yeah, it was just like, but there was a lot of hard work. Yes. Yeah. A lot of work to get me there. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to accomplish those things, even though I was told I wouldn't.
0: And that, I think that's a perfect segue because what you're doing now is, ah, it's so important. And it's such a, a, you're not like when people look up life coach, you're not your average life coach. And every life coach has their special qualities and gifts. Yours is so deep. It's so deep.
1: Yeah. I help people remove the blocks are the blocks. Which is, are people trying to help people create a pathway? I actually help remove the blocks so that you can create your own pathway, so that, or that you can just start walking in your pathway. A lot of times we know what to do, we're just not able to get one foot in front of the other, and we don't mm-hmm. always. Know why? Yeah, it's
0: the should have, could have, would have. Oh, I should have sat and did the the marketing plan, or I should have come up with that, or I should have sent out that email. Well, what's stopping you, right? There's something stopping you. And it's, it's about identifying that. And then a lot of times when you really start digging, there's stuff there that you didn't even realize was, was holding you up.
1: Right. And I'll tell you that my purpose for taking the class that I took, I had done a lot of therapy because I had so much trauma. I did primal therapy. I did talk therapy. I did EMDR and The primal therapy was the worst by far. It is—it's like reenacting rape to get you to work through that. And I feel like, why would anybody ever want to do that in their life? And actually, EMDR is a little bit like that too, although it's not nearly um, as—it's not as physical. But they still take you back through that process. Hmm. The thing about what I do is we don't have to—we don't—we just have to deal with the feelings that you're feeling. We don't—we don't have to talk about the situation. So if you had a, a difficult situation. No matter what it was, I mean, I, I, when I was working in corporate, I hit the glass ceiling. They were never, they literally told me they were never going to promote me. And I finally said, I'm leaving. I'm done. Even though I, the last year I was there, I saved the company $42 million. I'm like, I'm out. Right.
0: $42 million.
1: And the the big message was, we're never going to promote you. And so I finally, I walked away from that saying. And so when I took this class in January, I wanted to write a book. And and my goal was like, what's keeping me from writing the book? That was my whole purpose for taking the class. It wasn't that I felt like I needed to work through anything. I found my Mr. Wonderful after, you know, I went through a divorce and just a quick note on that, my, everybody in my family knew that he'd been cheating on me. So getting through that divorce took me 19 years because I, there was such a betrayal of my, even my emotional, fa- of my family, not being honest with me about what was going on with my ex-husband. And, and so it's, there were so many things that I had to work through and it took me 19 years to get through it. And what my objective is, is to help people get through whatever it is in a more succinct manner, really release it and move on. So I went to take this class to learn because to, I wanted to write a book and I wanted to find out what was keeping me from, from writing, writing the book, right? Well, part of what came up was you're not smart enough. You're, you're this, you're that. I mean, that is some of the things that I ended up erasing in that I kind of forgot, honestly. It was my first memory of going, you know what? My guidance counselor told me I would never be a buyer. And I was the director of purchasing for a billion dollar company. That was, I mean, I had been out of that job for almost 10 years. And I was like, oh my gosh, I accomplished what I really wanted to accomplish. And it's not like I got to that job and went, you know, wanted to blow my nose or, you know, blow my tongue out at going on neater, neater, neater. I made it. I never even, made that connection right so i was able to pull out what i consider like threads of of lie and deceit that i had kind of hung on to for all those years about why i wasn't able to write a book
0: martha the stories we tell ourselves right so true they're, but they're not true that you is- know there's somebody else's stories about us that we said oh okay yeah that sounds good i'll, I'll buy that I'll, I'll I'll eat that. I'll digest that for a little while. And it ends up being like our life story, ticker tape.
1: And you know what's so interesting is that from what I understand about and why this program works is that we go to all of these different classes to learn all these different things, to be a millionaire, to be a this, to be a that. If we never release and erase that program that we accepted at whatever age we were at, In most cases, it was when we were a teenager or a child, you know, when we go to sleep the night after that course, our minds, our unconscious minds start sorting through all the information that we observed that day. And it'll get to that. I'm going to be a millionaire. And I'll go, nope, that's not real. And it throws it out. No way. And so, so part of the programming that we do as part of this process of reprogramming is... Getting you to the point that you erase that old record and and replace it with a new record. So and you do it, at, at, you know, as part of the process, so that the next day when you wake up, you still have that goal and you're still able to accomplish it.
0: I got that. Um, I just got a visualization when you were saying that with the DJ with the with the earphones on, taking the the record, the turntable, and going. I had to say I don't know why but I was like yeah erase it scratch it right off right in your music to your life okay. well Martha oh my gosh let's let's go back because you had a lot to overcome you're one of five you correct. are the baby of four older brothers to begin with correct and tell us a little bit about growing up Martha well I was always in the shadow
1: of mm-hmm. them you know, even from the point that um, I I had teachers, like I said, say, why aren't you as smart as your brothers? Like, how does that even happen? Um, and the, I also had a lot of, uh, there's a lot of sexual molestation going on at home, and just trying to survive. Um, it's, it's really a wonder I even graduated. It's a wonder that I, I didn't graduate with drug addictions or alcohol or food or something, you know.
0: Why? Um, why do you think that is? Because what you were going through
1: was so intense. Well, I will say for my own personal journey, God was my father when my father wasn't. You know,
0: from a young age, huh? How did? How are you so lucky to be able to latch on to that at such a young age?
1: I had a friend who dragged me to church because even like I tried to talk to my mom about being molested. And she accused me of enticing my brother who was eight years older than I was. Stop it. I was eight. So my mom kind of abandoned me. So I knew like, as that got worse and progressed in a different way, I couldn't go to my mom. My mom already kind of showed me that she wasn't going to be the person. Well, there was no
0: trust there anymore.
1: Right. And so you understand, you know, my mom (laughs) one of 13. My mother's mother died when she was six. My mom didn't have the tools. Mm Mm-hmm came, you know, look, and look, I didn't always feel this way about it. I mean, there was a lot of time that I, there was a time in my life, I was very angry with my mother. And so I've learned how to forgive her for being less than human. And as a mother, and, and not having the tools that she needed to be the mom that I needed her to be and to protect me, my mom didn't know how to protect me. Right. And, and after our initial conversation, I, I hadn't started to write the book but the bottom line is is that i wrote down i've got my outline for the book and it's on basically forgiveness it's on unconditional love and forgiveness on in, in every aspect of my life of where i've gone because i've had to forgive the most egregious kind of situations where i wasn't protected or who i was who was the who was the perpetrator so to speak mm-hmm. and and come to a point in my life of saying you know all of these things kind of made me who I am today. And I actually am a pretty decent human being, you know, in spite of it all, I haven't allowed it because I, I started at a very early age. I mean, After my husband said, I don't love you. And I've never loved you. After eight years, I I really dug in and said, I need help. I need to fix this. And so, and I, and it took me on a journey. And I'll tell you, my, my first talk therapy person said, how long are you going to be a victim? And I wanted to just whack.
0: Whoa. And That was hard to hear. I'm
1: sure. But, but he was right. I was allowing myself to be a victim, but that's because that's how I was raised. And so, you know, you kind of go back and you learn how you are and why you are the person that you are, and you decide what are those things that you want to change. And then, and then we go after those things that, are the real button pushers for you.
0: you Yeah. You're in this house. These things are happening. You know, you you can't go to your mom. You're being told by your counselor and by your parents, you can't go to college. You're not smart enough. You told me you'd get an A for content and an F for grammar. I was the same, I was the same person, girl. Um, I was never labeled with anything. I remember having to take special tests though. Like, like oh you're the you're the kid that needs to be in the special class
1: yeah i remember
0: all that and i think that does have an impact on how you move forward through things you know who am i to think that i could carry on a conversation you know that kind of thing how yeah. did you manage cuz now you're you're going to you're going to graduate from high school and and what happens next like where where do you take this person who's been told her whole life she's not smart what do you do with that?
1: You know, I just knew that that A plus B didn't equal C. Mm. I, I was smart. Um, I didn't learn the same way everybody else did it. And when I got that first paper, I that was my first college class, and my the instructor laid the paper on my desk and he said, "I want to see you after class." And when I turned it over, I got an A in content and an F in grammar, and and I was devastated, you know and But I had a good, thank goodness for that instructor um, because he, because he taught me what I needed to do to get an A the next time, you know, Uh, right. So I had, he saw
0: your potential.
1: Yes. He, I had a very good mentor and I've had very good mentors all the way through my life Uh that I, that I depended on or, or that pulled me alongside and said, you know, let's, let's talk about how you should handle this and talk about strategy and talk about so I had a lot of mentors in my life who were very supportive and um, and and to me, that was by the grace of God. I mean that was by somebody somebody larger than I am, whether you believe in God or you believe in a higher power or you believe in a universe that supports you, whatever your belief is, I believe that you're met where you're at and and he provided me with tools to get me through. And so you know my instructor when I went in college said, be sure and read your papers out loud because he said, you don't even need to take a dyslexia test. I can tell you right now you're dyslexic. Mm -hmm.
0: And no one caught that in school. They They didn't
1: mention that kind of stuff in school. I mean, I remember my first grade teacher calling me said because I couldn't pronounce the word said, you know, it's like, Mm. it's like I was struggling with those types of things, even at that point in my life. And, um, and thank goodness that didn't leave a long impact on my, on me, but I remember that I'm sitting in a little reading group of like 10 kids and we were all all reading a, you know, a paragraph in the book. And every time I came to the word said, I couldn't pronounce it. And she would have to stop and pronounce it for me. And she said, I'm going to start calling you said, (laughs) wow. And it's like, you know, teachers don't realize how impactful that is, you know? Um, instead, I mean, no, but no one ever No one ever, even I was the editor of the newspaper my, in my high school year. And I felt like there was more blood on that paper and of red ink than not. But the reason why I was the editor of the newspaper was not for my grammar skills. It was because I was a hard worker.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. So you, you decided you were going to take college courses. Um, I did that
1: after I got, after I got divorced. Oh, so,
0: okay. So what happened after high school? Where'd you go? What'd you do?
1: I, I, I took a, tr- um, uh, a training course of, uh, and I was a, you know, in high school back then we took typewriter and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh yeah. A worker, a working training program through an organization. And I got a job as a key punch operator at a bank. Okay. So all from right. there, I kind of progressed through, you know, different companies. I ended up working. I mean, I've worked in so many different jobs. I, I worked in the department store as a as a salesperson, I started doing that for fun at, at, to make some extra money for Christmas. And then, before I knew it, I was the manager of the department, and um, that's where I was at when I met my husband, and we got married, and I moved to California. And then I ended up being a truck driver. I mean, I ended up working for a trucking company. I've done. I wrote. I wrote contracts for trucking companies. I mean, seriously, I've, I I I progressed through so many different iterations. And then it sounds
0: like every time there would just be another opportunity. You're like, okay, I'll try that.
1: It, it, that's exactly what happened to me. I, my insurance agent liked the way that I worked. So when the trucking company was going through there, when the tariffs were going through all the uh, deregulations of the trucking industry in general, um, my insurance agent said, why don't you come to work for me? And I went to work for him and I became an uh, agent in the office and, and, you know, and then my husband told me he didn't love me anymore. And then that upset the whole apple cart. And mm. I decided to go back to school because I was, I didn't, I, I was tired of letting the devil have a hold of, of all this is the way I felt like it was like, I wanted, I, if I could just help one person get yeah, what but
0: their- What made you think? So your husband cheated on you. You didn't. So what made you think that you needed to do the work? Because that's what- very insightful.
1: Well, and that's because my, the talk therapy person that I went to says, how long are you going to be a victim?
0: And that was, that was, that was a pivotal point as well for you.
1: Bit point for me. Yeah. This is really me. This isn't him. Although it was a hundred percent, hundred percent responsibility. I feel like, but I allowed a lot of things in that relationship to exist because I didn't know any better Mm. because I had so much. Um, trauma as a child, I didn't even know what a healthy relationship looked like. I didn't know what it was like for your dad to protect you or your mother to protect you or to honor yourself or any of those things, because, you know, it, it wasn't going on. And the thing is, is that people are sitting there going, well, that happened to me. Well, we're not dying of terminal uniqueness. You know, the (laughs) numbers of people who have been molested are like four to one. Mm -hmm. So three out of every four women, three of them have been molested or raped. And for men, two out of every four men have been sexually molested or raped. Did not know that. Yeah. And so we're not dying. I wasn't dying of terminal uniqueness. I, you know, I, I got that message really early on that it was very common and so prevalent. I mean, I remember saying to myself, I didn't want to have children because when I was growing up, the mantra was "abuse children, abuse." Oh yeah, abuse children, abuse. And then I realized that choosing to abuse a child is a choice, and that I was never going to make that choice. You know. But the reality is, is that abuse children, abuse. And so, you know, I I that's what my pivot point was of saying you know, I'm not going to allow this to control my life anymore. I'm going to get in front of this. I'm going to go to school. I want to be a, I want to be a counselor. And then part of my falling away from that is the the instructor, teacher, principal, not principal owner of this um, Christian college ended up molesting me.
0: Oh my God.
1: And so I ended up walking away from it going, I just can't do this. It's like, you know, it was just too much, and so I ended up walking away from that education. I was about ten credits away from graduating, but I was like i it wasn't worth it for me to to try and you know to try and stay there to because I wanted to become a marriage family counselor
0: uh-huh.
1: just walked away from it, went back to work, and that's when I started my corporate job and and went through that whole ladder in 15 years, you know, I spent the next 15 years in corporate. And then when I hit that glass ceiling, and I was not going to be promoted. I said, I can't do this anymore. I'd rather flip hamburgers than to work for somebody who doesn't respect me. And because to me, they're not promoting me was, was respect issue. There was just, there was something within them. I was working in a man's world and, you know, I was a female and And so I just said, can't do this anymore. I'd rather slap hamburgers than, than work like this. And I pivoted out of that and not realizing that I was going to end up starting my own company and becoming a business consultant. And I've done that for since 2005 for gosh, 15, 17 years. And And you did it well. Yeah, no, I've done very well. And, um, and and because I have the capacity to see the big picture, you know, facilitating change from every direction is because I'm a big picture person. I can see how those aspects of things tie back into, whether it's business related or personal related, that's where the gift really is that I can see big picture. I can see what you're trying to accomplish and, and how that, that thread may come back through. And so And I'm very intuitive. And so that is always helpful too, because people, number one, they're very um, able to just open up and have a conversation with me, but I can kind of go, you know, I see this, what do you think? And most of it is like, you know, spaghetti you throw against the wall. And once, you know, sometimes they're like, no, that doesn't really fit. But 99% of the time they're like, wow, I never saw the relationship to that.
0: Mm. And you were intuitive as a, as a child, weren't you?
1: Yes. Yes, I was from early on. Did you, did you know that when you were a kid? Um, I don't think I understood it as much, but like, you know, it was one of those things that, um, I, I had a lot of deja vu dreams. And deja vu dreams, um, I'm, I'm told are, are a way for the, for to confirm that you're on your right path.
0: Huh? Okay.
1: And so it's, it's, it's just another way for spirit to work with you, you know? And so, and, or, you know, ideas come through dreams. And, and so there's lots of ways and for information to flow through. And if you're not, that's the reason why meditation is so important. People don't really understand that or prayer for that matter. It's about being still and hearing and allowing that, that information to come through. And so if you're not good at meditation and if you're not good at, at um, prayer or being still a lot of times it'll come through dreams and it'll come through different ways. And, um, and, and there, there has to come a point where in order for us to really get to where we want to go, we do have to be still and we do have to listen and, and pay attention. And, and everybody's had that moment where you know, they're like, I I knew I should have done that, but I didn't, you know, or Mm. I just, I just knew I shouldn't have gone to that party and all my friends got busted, you know, or, you know, I was, um, you know, I was, I was sitting in a meeting and I said something and I went, oh my gosh, I remember dreaming that exact, that is those exact words. And then being able to picture that exact moment and going, I know that came from something outside of me. Right. Um, or you're driving down the freeway and you get this little tap on your shoulder and you're like, you, you, you get out of wherever you're at and you, you're able to stop just in time to avoid an accident. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. You have those moments now, right. you know, I, I call that a coincidence. You know, you may call that a coincidence, but my definition of a coincidence is a miracle created by God in which he remains anonymous. Oh, we're like, wow, it's just a coincidence. Susie called me and I was just thinking about you. Like literally I was, or how many times have you dialed your best friend? And they're like, oh my God, I just picked up my phone to call you. Right.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: All the time. That's, that's because your spirit is in tune, you know, with what's going on and, or you drive by and Joe's garage is open and you're like, "Yeah, I need to stop and talk to Joe. And you're like, I don't have time. And and they're like, I got to stop in there. And you stop in there and he's like in the middle of a crisis and you were there right at the right time, you know, that they needed you, right? Those things happen like that when we're in sync. And so I was in sync a lot. Um, And, and which is why I feel like I was successful in, in a lot of the things that I've done because I was paying attention, paying attention to the little details. And I wasn't getting, letting life get in the way.
0: Yeah. You know, you would think that I'm sure people are wondering who are listening to this, like, wow, you had all this stuff, this not good, negative, bad stuff happening to you. And yet you still kept doing what you needed to do for you and to succeed and to keep pushing forward and paying attention to these little messages coming your way. And the fortitude to do that is it's incredible because, I, you know, you think about what if I were in that position, what would I do? You know, some people turn to drugs and alcohol. Some people run away. I mean, there's some people decide to get pregnant and have a baby and go start their own family to get out of that situation. I mean, there's so many scenarios and, and the fact that you were like, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to go and I'm going to earn money and I'm going to open up my, the doors and walk through them. Right. Well, Incredible.
1: I, I feel like God has been very impactful in that, you know, and, and my message, I guess, is that if you're at a place where you're feeling like you're harboring something negative, that, that you can't really let go of, and you don't really see a way, it doesn't matter if that person is alive or not. A lot of times I hear people say, I'll, I'll never be able to forgive them for many different reasons. And I've had to forgive the most egregious things in my, that can happen to someone, you know, and, and I'm not the only one that's done that, mm-hmm. you know, if you're struggling with letting go and struggling with being or struggling with breaking through that ceiling or being able to do this one thing that you've never been able to do that you really want to do this. The programs that I work with will help you because it'll help you identify the emotion that's tied to you. Because what happens is that the emotion gets stuck in our DNA. And so it doesn't, it, every time we're like, we take that class and we're going to, we're going to conquer the world and we're going to come back and conquer the world. And we come out of that with the same frustration of not being able to conquer the world because we're not smart enough or we're not enough or whatever, you know, the, whatever that word is, you're not whatever Mm -hmm. you're, no, you're not a male, you're not a female, you're not a whatever. I mean, whatever that message is, is like, um, you can change that. And if you had that tough experience, you know, I, I asked you to ask yourself, how much longer do you want to be a victim? And, and don't, and don't, you know, look, I was taught to be a victim. I was taught to be a victim. You model your same sex parent. You learn cognitively from your opposite sex parent. So somewhere in that you've learned how to be who you are. And so if you, I mean, I learned early on that I didn't want to be this person and I didn't want to be this person in my life. And I did things to change that. And I didn't want to have children because I didn't want to be that person. Right. Right. And until I got to a point in my life when I recognized that being that person was a choice. Mm-hmm. you know, to choose not to be that person. And so there was just so many different aspects to where I was being led and directed and, you know, and it was like, I feel like I was going through this channel of nope, don't go this way, don't go that way, you know. And, and you know, I came out, but if you didn't, I my encouragement to to say to you is that you don't have to stay where you are. It's not too late. It's you never... Know- too late.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. Do you have do you have is there and we hadn't talked about this. Sorry, I'm springing this on you, but ha, is there an example of someone that came to you and it and it was a a situation where you were you were able to help them and you were able to go through your your treasure chest of tools and use those and see see really amazing results that you were like, "Yes, I am doing what I'm sp- supposed to be doing i am in my second wind i am living with purpose and meaning and this is where i'm supposed to be do you have anything one of the, like that
1: couple of stories one of the first ones that i had was a person who hadn't worked in two and a half years okay he was like i i haven't even been able to get an interview and he was in his mid 50s he'd been he had not worked in two and a half years his mother was paying his mortgage He was just horrified about what his current life experiences were. And he was so, he was struggling because here's the example. He, he's like, when I knew you, when I was working with you, he said, I was on one antidepressant. He goes, Martha, I'm on six. Oh my gosh. And he goes, I get into interviews and I can't even answer the questions. He goes, I leave an interview and like all the answers flood my mind and I can answer them all. And he goes, I can't even get through an interview. So I did one session with him and he was like, he called, he texted me the next day and he goes, I have a job interview, phone interview tomorrow. I did one session. And so I got on the, I said, get, let's get on the phone right now. And I basically walked him through a a process. And I said, call me when you're done with your interview. Let me know how you did. When he got done with this interview, he said, I can't believe it. He said, I, I think I did well. And I'm like, great. And we, we, he didn't hear back from that job, but that, you know, it takes time for that to fare it out. So the next day we did another session, the, the, after the second session, I, it was our third session. And I called him and he said, you're not going to believe it. I go, tell me what's going on. He goes, I got hired. <sighs> I said, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, I had somebody call me and they offered me, they said they wanted to hire me. And I said, okay, so when do I need to interview? And he said, no, he said, you don't understand. He goes, we don't need you to interview. We're hiring you based on your resume. Wow. I'll drop, right? Yeah. He gets hired without even being interviewed. Hmm. And so that was like one of my first clients that I helped. One of the more impactful ones that I've helped, uh, there's two others that I'll share with you. Um, More recently, a woman lost two of her daughters last year to um, death and her husband in January. And she was um, destroyed, really. I mean, like she
0: wouldn't be. Oh, my gosh.
1: Both of her daughters, her husband and she had to move. She had to start her life. Like, she's like, my family is completely gone. And in about five sessions, she was able to get past and, and not completely over the grief. I mean, you never forget the situation. You never forget, but she was over the wanting to die. I just Mm -hmm. want to die, you know? Um, And, and she said, I saved her life you know, because her, her entire family, her entire life just kind of imploded and she had to move. She couldn't stay in the house that she was living in. She had to, she closed her business because of COVID. She didn't, you know, all of these different things were going on and she was self-employed. And so if you can imagine losing your husband, your two children, your job, your home, everything, having to sell almost everything you have to be able to move into someplace else. I can't even imagine the loss Mm -hmm. that she was going through. Now I've had my own loss. So I lost like eight people in 11 months, two different times. And so I have an, I have a full understanding of grief in ways that people should never have to experience it, but not my children, my husband, my house, my job all within a year, never. And her dad just passed away like a month ago. And she said, I can't believe I'm okay. You know, I can't believe that this hasn't hit me like of the other losses that I had. And, and we, you know, she attributes it to the fact that this work that we've done. So that's one experience. The other experience is I'm working with somebody who's, who has cancer. She has two different types of cancer and she's working with a clinic in New Mexico in, in Mexico to because she doesn't want to do chemo or radiation, and but but through an intuitive person has told her that this cancer is not physical because of something that is going on, but it's emotional. Oh, you're kidding! And so the cancer is is caused by emotional issues that she held on to, and she's one of the people that was spanked a hundred times by her father when she was six. You know. Wow. And so, um, I'm helping her work through the emotional aspect of it, and she's got it, the other person who's working through that she's working with with the clinic that's working through the um, the food and the nutrition and 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 they're medical doctors, so they're working on her from a medical perspective, but just not with the same type of therapies that we have here in the United States. And her her cancer is clear now Wow she still has to do therapy work because you have to make, you have to go through this, you know, a prolonged period, but literally um, she just got her cat scan and her cancer is completely gone, but now she has to do maintenance Mm -hmm. before she, you know, before she can like go, I don't need to do anything else, but she basically doesn't have to go back for any further um, treatment process for, for six more months. She just has to go through this regimen that she's going through,
0: and that's, that's a that's a point a case in point for another guest I had on uh, Julia Spilano, who was talking about um, she became an energy healer after being a nurse and taking many many courses and certifications. And she's like, we swallow our emotions and they make us sick.
1: Yeah, there the first the first step of disease is dis-ease. It's emotional dis-ease. And it typically starts in our gut and and it creates a lack of proper digestion of our system. And and look, everybody can relate to this. When you fell as a child off your bike, what's the first thing your mom did? You want a cookie? It'll make you feel better, right? Hmm. How many times did your mom say, come on, let's eat something. It'll make you feel better. Mm. Moms knew that they could give us something that would stimulate that feel. I feel better when the reality is, is that there's no bones from the end of your rib cage to your hip bone, with the exception of your spinal cord. And that core is where we hold our pain, Mm. whether broken heart, a broken dream, a loss, whether it was a loss of a job, a loss of something important to you, we hold that loss in our core. And a lot of times our disease was created by this dis-ease that we had a long time ago. Look, our bodies, we can have emotional disease, spiritual disease, physical disease, structural disease right there's all these different things you know of why something can be going wrong within the body but in this particular woman's case her illness was really harnessed by
0: emotions her emotions from years ago one thing i want to make sure we get into today real quick is um something that you said is very important when we're trying to reprogram and you're you're helping guide people down this path of uncovering the years, uncovering the stuff that's there that they may not have given any credence to that's important. And if they had had a situation with someone who's passed and that person's no longer here, like for example, my husband, and you know, maybe I need him to have to talk with you. His mother was an alcoholic and there was some stuff towards the end. They didn't speak. There was all these things. And then he had to make the decision you know, to pull the plug kind of thing on her. And it was unresolved. Mm -hmm. And you wonder with unresolved things, when someone has died and we were like, well, you know, I had this problem with this person, but now they're gone. And there's nothing I can do about it. What do you say to that?
1: You can, you can do that. You can work through that. There are a lot of different ways. You know, you can set up a picture across the room and pretend like they're sitting there and have that conversation. Cause our minds are like computers. They're very complex. They don't, they don't recognize that you didn't say that at the time that it was going on only, you know, intellectually we're going, well, that we really, you know, we really didn't say it, but a lot of times you, you need to say it, you need to write it down. You need to burn it, whatever it is that you need to do to actually to work through it. But that's part of this whole reprogramming process that I do is it really gets to the emotion because sometimes people are like, I don't even know why I feel sad. I just feel really sad. So let's just, let's work with that. I can work with that. And the beauty of this is, is, and what I love about this process is you don't have to go back and remember that Mm. it's too painful. Just let's deal with the emotions that are trapped that you'd like to move past, whether it's depression, whether it's, you know whatever it is and you know um, Kaiser did a study and it's actually still going on that things that happen and that get trapped in, in our system like that it ends up with uh, being depression or okay. or you know a, a dissociation of stuff. you know it's like and and nobody even talks about that. all they want to do and I and I and look, I'm not against medical doctors at all but all we all we want to do is treat the symptom. We don't ever want to go back to the root cause of why? what happened? You know, can you relate? What
0: sometimes, happened to you? What happened to you?
1: And you know what? Sometimes we can't remember, which is why working with somebody who's an intuitive, you know, I, I can, I can tie things back to you. I can sometimes feel like what, where that might have begun at, you know, and, and to be able to help. And look, I will say this, you know, sometimes people's sessions are like three, you need like three sessions to get through. Sometimes people's sessions are much longer, especially when you're dealing with somebody who has like cancer. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be three sessions and and it might be, but it's probably not going to be because that's something that's deep into the cell. Wow. It's it's deep into the cell of the memory of the body, right? These things that she's going through now are from when she was six years old, right? So so it's better. And this is one of the reasons why this was my pivot. I want to get people when... I don't want them to have to wait 19 years to find their happily ever after. I want people to go, let's take a year or two and get through the loss or not even a year or two, but whatever that time period is that needs to be for you. And, and then let's move on to the next expression of what your life is meant to be. So know what you're doing now. Are you in your happily ever after? I am definitely my happily ever after. What right does now. that look like? Well, it's about helping people. It's about helping people be who they want to be, watching them get to become and to work through. I mean, I remember talking to one of my clients that I worked with, and I actually only did one session with this gal. Her and her sister were at odds because in 2008, when she was supposed to be going to college, she didn't get to go to college because the economy had gone to heck. The parents couldn't afford to send her to nursing school, which is what she really wanted to do. So she had to go get a job. Mm -hmm. and life took her the way it took her. And she's got kids and this and that. And then her sister who graduated four or five years later, there was money there to send her to college and she got to go be the nurse. So there's like all this emotional friction between the two of them, right? And I was actually able to help her clear. And this is the one thing that we haven't talked about, which I think is super important, is that when you clear your emotional angst, it clears it for the other person because we're connected. And so oh, no way she wanted to have, her sister was going to come visit and she wanted to have a good time. She said, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want my f- sister to feel like she's smarter than I am or is better than I am or whatever. She just got the opportunity and I didn't. Yeah. I just want to have a good time. And they got to have their holiday holiday. Together, because this was after COVID had come back together, and and they were actually able to get together as a family, and they got to have a good time.
0: And you yeah. do this without talking to the other. You do this without talking to the other person. Person, yeah, that's amazing, and that's why it works for someone who's passed as well. Exactly. Yep, because you're fixing the person, and they no longer need all the attachments of all this stuff, right? I mean, think about it this way.
1: You're fixing it for your children's children, mm. right? Because when you fix it for mm. yourself, you're releasing it out of your DNA, which is releasing it out of your children's DNA. And it's going to release it out of their children's DNA. That's why, you know, it talks about carrying the sins of the father, so to speak. I mean, it's like this repetitive thing is because it's in our DNA strand. So if you fix it for yourself, you fix it for the other person. And I had another, this was another amazing situation where I, a woman was frustrated with her son because he wasn't doing his homework. And I said, well, let's clear that. And she's like, what? I go, yeah, I go, let's, let's clear. What's, what's your issue with this, with your child, not doing his homework. And it, she would just went on a little rampage. It went through the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, you ready to let go of that? Yeah, let's get let go. And I'm like, we work through the whole process. And then, when he came home from school that day, he went right up to his room and
0: did his homework. She's never had another problem with him. Stop it! Straight up serious. Oh my gosh, I probably needed to do that many years ago. <laughs> we all yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> Martha. How um, how can somebody who is so interested in your techniques and what you offer? How can they find you?
1: So my website is marthabowers.com and that's R-T-H-A-B-O-W-E-R-S.com. And on there, you can sign up for a session. You can sign up for a, if you want to do an invest, you know, an exploratory investigation, like how I might work with you, or you can text me on my cell phone at 714-470-3541.
0: And I'm be happy
1: to help you out.
0: You are definitely doing what you need to be doing and the love. And I, you can, I hope the the listeners can feel it. Like I can see it because we're on Zoom. I can see you. And, you know, you just emulate this, like this peaceful love and energy. You just do. I mean, I feel it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have my husband talk to you because who knows if this thing with his mom is, is. Holding him back. And maybe that's one of the reasons he becomes an angry elf. Sometimes we all like, do- why are you such an angry elf today. You know why? So
1: ask ourselves in those moments, like when you have those like outrageous moments where you,
0: you're like, why did I do that?
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Have those
0: moments. This is the perfect program for you. Perfect program. What is the program? Actually, do you have a name for the program? Called the Seven Seven Steps to Reprogram Yourself.
1: It was it was developed by Arno Garan and he's actually changing the name to the Garan Technique. And um and and basically he was raised by two deaf parents who um were abusing drugs and and unfortunately they were being abused as children because they weren't being fed or taken care of. They were heroin addicts actually. And um he actually developed this program because he was dying. And, um, and like I said, when I saw the video, and if you go to my website, there's an audio video, uh, YouTube there from him where he talks about, you know, his program and, and some of the people who have had these amazing life changing, changing moments, you know, when you have, um, pain that's in your body and you don't know why, and the doctors can't find anything, you know, the gentleman who, um, had lost his job, he had shoulder pain, that he could not, it just, it just showed up. And literally that was the one, that was the way I won him over because I got rid of his shoulder pain in one session. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like, what did you just do? And I go, I didn't do anything. And it's like, and that's because his body was masking Mm. the pain. And it was his emotion of not being able to get a job.
0: Our bodies are incredible. We just- Don't even give them the power that they hold. We don't or we don't recognize it or we're not willing to. We don't That's really the case, right? We're not educated. We're not educated
1: about how, um, our knee bothering us is our inability to move forward or our shoulders are bothering us because we've got the weight of the world on our shoulders the weight of the world of our life of not being him his his pain was that he wasn't able to provide for his family he had the whole world sitting on his shoulders yeah
0: yeah for sure he did yeah when you i mean when you, when you talk about it like that it makes perfect sense right but it's it's that as we as we spin in the forever just keep doing and feeling and doing and feeling and doing and, doing and feeling and not really knowing why and every now and then going oh i wish that didn't feel like that or oh 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 and it's not until you stop that hamster wheel right and do the work.
1: Well, and like I said, we treat, and you know, in the United States and and, and, and a lot of countries, we we do treatments based on symptoms, mm-hmm. not cause. Let me give you a pill for that. Yeah, I got what we, we want immediate gratification. Look, part of it's our own problem. I oh, yeah. want now. I don't. I mean, I want a pill so I don't have to feel this anymore. Right. And, and it doesn't matter that the pill is masking the pain and I'm still going through a degeneration process, which by the way, I'm going to have to have my shoulder replaced if I don't do something about it, you know? Right. 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 Like uh, that still happens whether you feel it or not. Exactly. So all they're doing is masking the pain a lot of times. And so if we're willing to go, okay, I, I didn't do something repetitive with my shoulder you know, I wasn't like swinging a hammer or playing tennis or, you know, whatever, whatever that repetitive behavior, just all of a sudden my arm doesn't work anymore. And I've got all this pain, but I don't know why mm. you have mm-hmm. to, you have to ask what's causing that. And what is it, you know, what does that, what, what is that instead we're like, we just go to the doctor. Cause that's what we're taught. We go to the doctor to find out what's wrong. And look, so, sometimes we need doctors. I'm not saying doctors are bad. Doctors are only taught what they're taught and they're taught to cut and treat with medicine. That's and deal the with
0: trauma. Like you're bleeding out <laughs> or you're having a heart attack. Yeah. You know, things like that. Yeah.
1: So if I, accident, I want to go to the hospital. If I break a bone, I need to go see a doctor. I need them to reset it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to healing. I need to look inside and do some of my own work and determine where is this coming from? You know? and
0: get the help that you need to work through it right it's it, it's almost impossible to do it by yourself
1: right yeah it's it is impossible unless you're really diligent about doing the work we we are quick fixers and we move on you know and so if you if you get with a coach and you're committed to working through and being this person getting to this person then you'll get there you know it's hard to do it by yourself unless you have a buddy you know so mm-hmm. there is a link to that program. If you want to, if you want to take the program, if you are a health practitioner and you want to learn how to help people, um, and you want to learn this process and be certified, there is a link to my, on my website to, um, sign up for that class. If you want to just buy the program and do the work yourself, there's a link on my website to the program. So you can do that as well. If you don't want to necessarily be certified, but you want to learn, cause this is to me, these are tools that you have in your toolbox that you can help no matter what, you can help yourself, your children, your, you know, you can, you, to to the point that even for myself, had I not had this course and I'd have got that phone call about my job where I was being let go, basically I was, I was being replaced first mm-hmm. possible time, the worst possible time to be let go because the entire world was being let go. Right. 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 I was able to go do my process and I said, I'll be back. I can call you back in 15 minutes and we'll do the transition. I got back on the phone in 15 minutes later with no emotions, with no angst, with no, I can't believe you did this to me. I can't believe you're letting, I'm like, I've saved you guys so many times. I can't believe you're doing this to me now. I let all that go and made that transition, which Definitely. is the thing to do. You yeah. Know? And so, um, So that, that's, you know, goes back to how I was able to use that program to do what I needed to do in my own life in a completely different way. And it didn't take me 19 years.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it did take you 19 years, but you got to where you needed to be so that you, that time, I really think everything you've been through and all the lessons you've learned are why you're so good at what you do. Thank you. And I am just so thrilled that you were willing to share your story um with the listeners of Second Wind and me. And 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 I'm I'm just honored and and blessed to, you know, have you part of the Second Wind tribe now. And, and I'm I'm just so excited to share this information. And I thank you so much for your time today, Martha. Thank you, Wendy. It's my pleasure.
1: I just want people to be well. I want them to live in the authentic life that they want to live in. And if you're searching for what it is that you're supposed to be, this is a perfect program for you to figure it out. It's whatever it is that is blocking you. It This will, it, this will disclose it so that you can get onto your path and feel like I'm feeling right now. Like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Yes, girl. Yes. I Thank love you. it. And thank you so much. And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.